Hello, you non-believers. Welcome back to the Scrye Syndrome podcast. I am your host, Ben Gilman. Hope you're well. I'm joined by the usual crowd. Helen Watkins is still here. I am. Hello. Hello. And the Globetrotter, Tara Chloe, is now this week in Singapore. She's not in Korea anymore. She's now talking to a five-star hotel. You lucky girl, you. Hello. Hello. How is everything? Uh, sad, sad. You know what? I miss Korea and Japan so much. Yeah. I miss Korea and Japan so much. Singapore cannot compare, like, literally. You've gone home. Uh, probably going home, home later, if you know what I mean. Uh, but still, you got home safely, and that's the most important thing of all. Oh, but you know what? My luggage actually broke in Akihabara, just one bill, and was dragging it through the station to Ueno, and I'm not, not sure if that was a sign of getting me to stay. Yeah, it was. It was a sign yeah. for the gods. Yeah, but I still managed to come back anyway. So tomorrow, yeah. Well, congratulations. You're still recording with us, so well done on that. So, Thank you. That's good. I've got a few movies to talk about this week. Um... Mostly movies. I saved all my TV shows for last week. I do apologize. This is technically a, a TV slash film podcast. So I don't care. So I'm just going to talk about... Uh, why tell, actually, why don't you go first? Because you weren't here last week. Why don't you go first? Okay. Okay, right. Let me just think of a movie to talk about. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. This may... Oops. Who's that? Give me one minute. I'm not sure if I'm going to hold on. She didn't come prepared. It's the preparation that you love about this podcast, isn't it? Yeah, we Google and live on air, man. This is the standard that we set for it, and we never jump. We always jump over that. Okay. Okay, right. Yeah, sorry. Washing hands. Okay, yeah. So, uh, basically, uh, let's talk about... Let's talk about... Give me one minute. Are you in a toilet? I'm just washing hands. I am hiding here because there's an evil chicken outside. You missed the chicken earlier on before. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, I got, chicken. I got a live stream of the evil chicken. Yes, and yes, then the corgi. Outside of the toilet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The evil chicken of Singapore. Yeah. I was recording in a toilet. In a toilet of a fire yeah. hotel, which still yeah, is yeah, yeah, fancy yeah. as the Japanese toilets that you're well, Are you I telling me you might hear people drop trowel? Doing this recording, and we just hear plop every five minutes. No, 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 no. No, no. Okay, yeah, let's. So, I want to continue. Maybe I'll just continue talking about a pickup and old show, uh, Exo Kitty. Okay, how's that going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this time I actually went to Seoul, and uh, you know, I'll just start right. You know, the the whole series actually starts with a fantasy of going to Seoul and all, and like. Okay, yeah, so basically this time I really went to Seoul and I can say um, it was actually quite quite good because some things make up to my expectations. So throughout the show, it's actually about a girl who uh, actually goes to Seoul to enroll in a boarding school. But for me, I went to Seoul to uh, work remotely and all. Yeah. And the, yeah, and the show actually is a bit accurate. Because I like, uh, you know, there was a school, there was people, and there were a lot of cute, sorry, there were a lot of cute boys. 
Fair and, enough. Uh, yeah, there are really a lot of cute boys in Korea, and there really was a lot of cute boys in Korea, like when you saw me doing the stream. So, um, yeah, I'm happy to say that I had the same experience, even though my time there was limited. I oh. wish I can stay a bit longer. Next time oh. I'm back. Yeah. So throughout the show, uh, there is many kind of people that you will meet. And one of all is a dude who had a, has a Korean face and a full-on London accent. Ooh. Oh, oh, the chicken is there. Look. There's a chicken. There's a chicken. And he's flopping. Yeah, yeah. It's walking to the road. It's going to get knocked down soon. We'll get the answer to why the chicken crossed the road. Because he needed Satan exercise from his body by a car. Yes, exactly. Yeah. By a priest car. Yeah. There is a Korean dude over there. And he, oh shit, he has a uh, full-on British accent. And let me tell you, it, it is actually extremely sexy. And uh, did, I, did I actually mention that he, 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 he bleached his nipples to pink? <laughs> I didn't know you could do that, okay. No, actually you can do that because I would say most Asian dudes don't have pink nipples, but they want to have pink nipples. So he bleached his nipples to pink. Pink. If you look at the promotion, the one scene where he takes off his shirt to show his big man titty, and you can see his his bleached pinky nipples because two years ago on his Instagram his nipples were brown, so now it is pink. It is so clear that he bleached it. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is science. That yes. Is... Yes. His name in the show is Nino, but the actor's name is Lee Sang Hyun. And he's a yeah. Korean, but I think he grew up in uh, British Hong Kong and the UK as well. Yeah, so that explains why he has a British accent. But yeah, it is sexy. And there's another guy called Day. He's a bit more of a localized, domesticated Korean, not so international. But he's cute, but sorry, he's not very tall. Sorry, no offense. Yeah. And there are other characters as well. I mean, not just Koreans, like they have half Korean and other foreigners because it's an international school. So I will say I'm happy to have the same privilege of having traveled to Seoul and, you know, going into that kind of international crowd at all the international meetups. And it was fun. Okay. Yeah, every claim is validated. Like, you know what I love in the show is that they went to various places, like they went hiking and, and everything up the mountain. Because in Seoul, there are many things to do, you know, like that as well. And and should I say for the unseen time that there are many, like, cute boys? You can say that. Go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are boys. B-O-I-Z. Boys. In general. Boys. 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 Yes. yes. Okay. So overall, yeah, when I watched the show, I kind of binge watched it and I just want to give a good rating to this show actually. So honestly, I can rate it 8 out of 10 because it validifies the fantasy of going to live in South Korea. Okay. For me. Yeah, for five, me. Five, five sweaty man titties out of five. Did we get yeah, to hear- well. 
Anything five, about this girl? out of five. Okay, okay. So yeah, the plot is basically about this girl. Uh, she is half Korean. Yeah, she is half Korean, and she's in LA. She's from LA. Her mom is Korean. Her dad is white. So her Korean mom has actually passed uh, some years ago. So she actually wants to go to Korea to find out more about her mom's heritage. So uh, she gets accepted and enrolled in an international school called uh, I can't remember the name of the school. Yeah. Right, so um, she goes to the international school and she goes to South Korea to, you know, yeah. So it's basically about a teenage life in school, actually, at the international school in Seoul. Okay. Yeah, so along the way, of course, she meets uh, friends, people. Her, her best friend is this gay guy called Hugh. He's a very nice guy. I like to have him as my friend as well. And... Um, there are two guys. The first is Day, her long-distance love interest, but it, there are some complications. And then there is Binho, Mino. He he's the guy with pink nipples, and he's a jerk and asshole at first, but he uh, slowly falls in love with the main character. Yeah. So the story actually ends when uh, the main character Kitty gets expelled from the school. And it's on a plane back to LA. And Mino appears on the plane next to her because his mom is an actress and he goes to LA very often. And he just says to her, like, I figured you could use a friend. And uh, he is, and then he actually confesses his love for her. Like, that's what Korean guys do. They're so straightforward with it. Yeah, so uh, season one actually ends there. And I just got the news on Instagram, the update, that um, it's renewed for season two. So most likely next year or the year after. Okay, you excited for the next one? Definitely excited. I, I want to hear more British, I want to see more Korean faces with British accents and I want to see more pink nipples on men. Doesn't sound like a massive bar, more of the same, you're happy. Yeah, well, yeah. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited for season two, actually. Now we've so, all pink. Yeah, pinky, pinky, pinky nipples. Definitely it's what we should call it. Pink, yeah. Right, right. So it sounds yeah. like like every teenage girl's fantasy, right? Going off to some international school and finding a man that's in love with you. Well, um, I'm not a teenage girl, but you know, it's the same for me. I'm 31. Well, I'm stuck in a shithole. I have the same fantasy. I, I don't think you ever get over that thing, to be honest. I think it's always there, no matter how old you are. Yes, Let's yes. be honest, David Tennant does that to a lot of grown women that I know, like, ooh, you know, like he's got yep. it. Oh, God, yeah, definitely. Exactly. Yep, yep, Don't yep, ever yep. be ashamed of that. Yep. Keep your childhood alive. <laughs> exactly. Yep, yep. Yep. Okay. Good, good. Anything else, Tara? Um, no, that's all for me, actually. Yeah, so right now, I'm in a Japanese rail cafe because I miss Japan. I was just there yesterday. Mm. Yeah, and it's awesome. Oh, it's such a shame this is audio visual. Yeah, yeah. Look, check this out. They have so many Japanese stuff over here. Oh, that's cool. How yeah, many podcasts I... can you say we have? One of the one of the hosts that goes roaming whenever they start recording a podcast. It's something know. we should put on the uh, on the door of our podcast to sell it. One of ours is always around the world somewhere roaming. <laughs> yeah. True. Okay, well, I'm going to call Tom Cruise a cunt. 
So my, I've got oh, okay. I want to talk about. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I've got, I've got far off the money. Um, cocktail, watch that. Okay. Can, we, can I just say to the Church of Scientology that that's absolutely your opinion and not necessarily mine? Oh, I hate Scientology. That's okay. I just, I think Tom Cruise is a, is a bit of an egomaniac man. Very entertaining movie star. Bit of a cunt in real life. Um, but basically, he's like the Christian Ronaldo of movies. I hate Christian Ronaldo, so... If I could put him and Tom Cruise in a fire bin and set fire to it, I would. Anyway, him, James Corden, quite a few, like all the prime ministers that we've got, like quite a lot. Anyway, so cocktail, it's one, it's Tom Cruise being a dick, so he doesn't have to do much natural charisma in this movie. Well, it's about him basically being a cocktail waiter trying to get more money for other things and just generally being a douche. Uh, Have you seen this movie? I haven't actually. Okay, so sorry. Me, That's man, a, bit of a, it, a bit of a conversation finisher, but um, it's it's very iconic, isn't it? It's it's like classic eighties. If you were going to see what's a, what, what, what he does in real life, it's like a documentary. Yeah. So let men when when you're going for a woman, don't go for her money, and then just keep going back and forth, and then pretend it's okay behavior because it's not. I don't care if this is 1980. It's not on, and it. Basically, because it's Tom Cruise, it makes him the character even more punchable. <laughs> like, seriously, it's just the, the guy goes from girl to girl, realizes he loves the girl because she's pregnant at the end, and I don't believe it for a second because it's Tom Cruise. <laughs> but it's a classic, but it's like the problem with the eighties is they don't have what they would have now, where they would be a bit more thinking about. And I've gone, I've um. Am I back on? I'm yeah. Back. Did I just go computer? No. Okay. So basically, um, I think the thing is, the 80 terms is they don't have what they would have now, which is a balancing act of modern sensibilities. You see that in a lot of 80 films. They didn't really care about it back then. So, mm. but to be fair, there's a lot of furry women, but then they undo it by having the women accept him at the end. It's just, no, there's no excuses for what he does. And we're meant to make him feel like he's. We can all forgive him at the end, and it just doesn't work. It's just the writing of the movie, and it's just Tom Cruise. He's only had one good movie. It's called End of Tomorrow, and he kept dying all the time. That was a good movie, Edge of Tomorrow. Tom Cruise <laughs> died all the time. It's my favorite movie of Tom Cruise ever because he just dies all the time. Um, sorry. So I'm not watching any more Tom Cruise movies. So that that that's done it for me. Um, so, sorry, there is a great movie called John Tucker Must Die. Okay, that's getting back into rom com territory, isn't it? Yeah, but I I'm not apologising for it. I'm in a lovely movie. I don't I don't think you should. Nah, uh, John Tucker is a asshole, not like punchable Tom Cruise. Uh, he's a guy that sleeps around, you you know, the jock, and so it's basically. There is a character who's just coming to the school and it's a revenge thing. All the girl ex-girlfriends come together and make his life a living hell. Excellent. Everything Good from photo her. shoots to go, I got HIV. Like they really go for him, but he deserves it. So it's kind of like, okay. Um, but then again, the woman at the end falls in love with him. Kind of bullshit thing. He turns around. To their credit, they don't go with the end. The ending. She goes with the brother. You mm. can kind of tell where it's going. 
he doesn't change his ways. He just decides to have loads of girlfriends that know about each other and they're happy with that. And the, I feel like that type of jockstrap is never going to learn his lesson, but at least now he tells girls he's with other girls, I suppose. The movie tries to sell it off us. He's improved. He still hasn't. Well, I hope to talk about a movie where they aren't a cockhead this week. The men aren't a cockheads. Um, oh, there's not very many of them. No, I'm in trouble this week. This is going to be a difficult one. Um, so that that is John Tucker Must Die. It is quite funny. Um, it's from 2001, so you can kind of tell where, where they're going with it. Uh, Down With Love. Oh, I know this one. Who is in that one again? Rainy Zellweger, um, Dougie Scott. And, um, oh, what's the face? The guy from Frasier. David, David Hyde Pierce. And yeah. um, isn't Ewan McGregor the love interest? Yeah, that one. Sorry. Yeah. Ewan McGregor from Star Wars. No, I don't do the Scottish accent, Ben. Um, yeah, don't do it. Um, Ed, what, do you like this movie? Because this movie is energized if anything i sometimes it's very muddled with the message it was trying to give me it's like supposed to be like a love letter to like the screwball comedies of the 60s isn't it i enjoyed it it was I, I liked it yeah it wasn't perfect but i don't think that was the point of it it was just to entertain you yeah it was very much a straightforward like 90 minute i don't think you were supposed to learn anything right no and i think that's the whole point of it um it was fine. I I, can't, I really enjoyed it, even if at some point the plot took the piss out of the women. They didn't know what they wanted anymore. Type thing. It was self-referential. Um, yeah, it was. I, I, I McGregor. You know, I like him. I haven't seen him in many things, but I do like him when I see him except for Star Wars. But then again, you can never get me involved in Star Wars. It's a soulless property with wooden acting. Um, so basically, down with yeah, I don't like Star Wars, I'm more of a Star Trek fan, so um, more exciting. Um, that, that, that's fine. I've watched Miss Marvel, started to watch Miss Marvel, cracked that open. Um, I know last week I wasn't big on four, but Miss Marvel, yeah, I like, I like it, I like the characters, I like the family. I like, there's a nice character called Bruno, finally. I didn't think they existed. I thought Brunos were evil. So finally, Disney has done a nice Bruno character. We don't talk about Bruno, see Bruno, you know, the, the two songs in the same year that they came out. People thought there was a Bruno conspiracy at Disney. There is a nice character called Bruno in this show that I adore. He's a oh. nice mate. Um it's low-key. I'm waiting for the plot to arrive. I've watched the first two episodes. I would like there to be a bad guy of some sort to get to it, because this is the problem with Disney at the moment. Their protagonists are a bit shit. Um, I need something. The boy, the One of the romantic interests seems to be a secret spy or something, so hopefully we go down that road and see where it goes. That'd be fun. But I'm enjoying it. I like Kamala Khan. She's lovable. The characters around her are, are, are lovely. It's fun. One of the best families I've ever seen in the MCU. Um, I'm, I'm glad she's moving up to the movie this year. It's cool. Um, yeah, it, it's good. It's uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's it's. I'm not expecting a lot, but it's surpassed it already. It's a lot of fun. 
Um, I think you need that sometimes to balance out the big serious movies with the silliness. And it's much better than four. The tone is the tone is set and it doesn't try to come off the tone, so it's consistent. That's where I didn't like four. This one has got a consistent tone, and I can get behind that. If you stick to your tone, we're gonna be okay. And yeah, it's another origin of a teenage hero. Yeah, I know we've been here a million times, but when it's done with a great lead, you're okay. You can keep redoing these storylines. And it is of a different perspective as well. I, I really like Miss Marvel. I thought it was good. And it's a different... Right, here in the UK, we have a lot of this background of, of like these people. But again, there's a big difference between a British and an American version, I think, I would say. Mm -hmm. Very different experiences. It's very interesting to see the differences. I think like, there's two different side views going on there. It's very interesting. Uh, it's widened my my worldview a bit more, and it's nice to see American side of this 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 lifestyle. Um, so yeah, I'm down with it, and it's good to see a positive role model for these people as well for once, instead of um, you know the usual bullshit that the West likes to portray people like this as. Uh, I watched Barbarian on Disney Plus. Oh, such a good movie. Okay, this movie threw me a few times. What do you mean it threw you? Like, you didn't know what I, it was going I, I couldn't predict where it was going. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's why it's such a good movie. And that's why, yeah, I would say to anybody, like, don't read anything about it before you start watching it. No, I know it was about a B&B, and it's a very low-budget movie, and I thought it was really well done. Um, I, will never drink, I would never drink breast milk ever again. Um, well, I would hope that was going to be something that would happen anyway. But um... yeah, I know, but it would interest <laughs> me off breastfeeding any future children I may have. Um, it basically, I like. I, characters are not who they seem, yeah, and that exactly. is the biggest trick of. You don't know the female character, the male character, and other characters. You just don't know what side or what's going on. Who's new? What's happening? It jumps all over the place at times to disorient you. Can be really hard. You've got to be careful with time skipping because you can leave your audience behind. Yeah. But this film does it very well. Um, and I'm glad with who survived, actually. Mm. Right. I'm glad the person got the last one got murdered because they deserved it for that bullshit thing. Off mm -hmm. the tower, arsehole. Absolutely, dude. I would say I wouldn't do it, but like you know, arsehole thing. Two people's better than one person, right? To survive. Yeah. I call bullshit on that survival though, but hey, I was entertained by it. Um, yeah, I, it's a good one. I can. It's very interesting to see these type of movies in Disney Plus. I have to be honest with you. Um. Also, when we first met, which is a time travel Netflix comedy, um, it's fine. I think I've seen it before. I completely forgot it the first time. I've seen the movie a second time. I only remembered that I've watched it again after the first. It's obviously pretty forgettable. Um, but it's not terrible. Okay. There's, the main character is somebody who's not Jack Black. He looks like Jack Black. Has the same face as Jack Black, same hair as Jack Black, but he's not Jack Black. What's it called again? When we first met. Is it Josh Gad? It's a guy who uses a photo booth to travel back in time. 
Now the guy that's the guy. Oh, hang on, it's Adam Adam Devine. Yeah, I know what you mean. He does look a lot like Jack Black. He's very funny. I've seen him in a few things. I like him. Um, but I just feel like we've done this time travel Groundhog Day thing in romance now. I don't want to see it again anytime soon. Fair I enough. Excellent. So yeah, so I would want to pick up with what I've been watching this week, which is uh, The Sinner, which I think maybe somebody might have talked about before on this, but I just started watching it. So it is, uh, it's a detective show at its heart, I suppose. Bill Pullman plays <clears throat> a detective, quite layered, quite a lot of, um, eccentricity shall we say in his sex life he's trying to get his wife back um we don't really find out that much about him but basically it starts with jessica beale who is playing cora who's seemingly quite a a kind of sweet normal everyday housewife who is at the beach and suddenly she hears she sees somebody and she hears a song and all of a sudden she just stabs him like five times on the beach in front of everybody in front of her children and has absolutely no explanation about why it happened or what happened, you know, how, what brought that on. So as it kind of expands, we find out a bit more about what led up to this, what happened. And Bill Pullman, who's like this small town detective, decides that, you know, it's not, she doesn't really fit the pattern of the murderers that he's seen. You know, if it came out of nowhere, she can't explain why she did it, then it might be a bit more to it. So he kind of can't let it go and wants to know a bit more about it. And it kind of unfolds and we see what um, what brought her to that place, why she murdered, what happened. And it actually, it was eight episodes. And I think I watched them all in two days because I really want to know what happened. Like it was really good at ending on a cliffhanger and really good at <gasps> drawing people in for the next episode. So yeah, that was my pick. If you've not seen it, I would definitely um, suggest that you did. So I don't know, I'm a, bit, I'm a bit thrown to be honest. So let's just, I think, I can see that Tara's on the train. So I think it's time to end it there. So um, you can find us in all the usual places. Tara, have you got anything to plug? No? Okay, fair enough. So um, all of our links are in the description. Um, we'd love to hear from you if that's something you want to do. But other than that, let us know um how you doing even and oh my goodness i'm so bad at this um we'll catch you next time thank you it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from tara i think yeah she's waving she's on the train bye everyone bye <laughs>